What's happening, everybody? On today's show, more on the fallout at Auburn following the firing of Brian Harson. Who are some names that Tiger fans should be watching for as their next head coach? And some news around the conference as we get set for two monster matchups this weekend in Tennessee at Georgia and Alabama at LSU. And it's almost award season. We'll tell you which SEC guys are finalists for some of the biggest postseason awards. Locked on SEC starts now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start with more fallout from the Auburn Tigers as Brian Harson officially released a statement. And he says, I'm incredibly disappointed that I won't get to lead the Auburn football program and these players into the future. I poured my heart and soul into this program. And team, we stood together in the face of considerable challenges and outside noise. Through my entire time at Auburn, we did things the right way, which is not always the easiest way. But I'm very proud of the resolve shown by everyone in our facility and incredibly grateful for those at Auburn who stood by me and my family. I'm certain this group of players will do some great things. He went on to say, uh, as in life, my family and I will now turn the page, chart our next course, always grateful for the positive relationships formed and memories made on the planes. Crazy, uh, it's time there was not very long and already some things starting to take shape. Auburn wide receiver Zevian Capers has become the first Tiger player to enter the transfer portal firing Harson's firing. He was a junior wide receiver seeing an increased role this year. Likely only the start of several transfers to come from Auburn. Uh, Capers has 14 catches for 174 yards and a touchdown for Auburn this season. A six foot four, 192 pound receiver coming from Alpharetta, Georgia. Of course, Auburn still got to finish off their season. They will face Mississippi State this Saturday, 7:30 Eastern. Uh, but Auburn did make it official yesterday with their uh, athletic director hiring John Cohen, officially the new school director of athletics. Some statements from the school. Auburn president, Dr. Chris Roberts, said John has a wealth of experience in college athletics, particularly in the SEC's resume and references are impeccable. Uh, so Cohen comes over to the Plains, spending 14 seasons at Mississippi State, including being their athletic director for the last six years. Uh, John Cohen immediately tasked with the job of going to find a new head coach. Uh, this decision, like we said, ultimately made by Auburn's president, Chris Roberts, to part ways with Brian Harson. Harson did at least have the opportunity to say goodbye to his players following the news of his dismissal. That according to Chris Lowe of ESPN. Cadillac Williams named interim head coach, and the search begins. So now the question becomes, if you're an Auburn fan, who do you want? 
who can be the next head coach of your team? Well, some folks chiming in. Paul Feinbaum already jumping out there and saying he thinks Auburn's new AD, John Cohen, uh, needs to uh, take some time. Feinbaum told AL.com uh, that it's a two weeks late, but the correct move. Parson had no support left. It seemed the school was clearing the decks for the new AD. And a couple names to watch out for. He said, I think the hunt for the new coach really involves two people, Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. Of course, a lot of eyes will be on Hugh Freeze this weekend with Liberty taking on Arkansas. Cole Kublik, SEC analyst and, of course, a former Auburn Tiger himself, he laid out his best-case scenario for the hiring. He said, what I've been told, what I've heard, I think Lane Kiffin would be the best-case scenario. I don't know how to dance around it. I don't know how to tiptoe. I think Lane Kiffin right now would be the best-case scenario for Auburn. Based on the other names that have been proposed to me, discussed with me, if it were three years ago, four years ago, I'd probably tell you I think that will end poorly. Not a great decision, but being around Lane a lot the past year and a half, seeing where he is, what he's done, and seeing how he now is as a person, I actually think it would be a great hire. I think he has a good understanding of where college football is at the present. So there you go. Pretty uh, good endorsement there from Cole Kublik. Of course, several uh, potential candidates out there in the rumor mill. Another one is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Keyshawn Johnson chiming in saying, uh, now that he has a track record, there's no question about it. I just don't know that the decision makers at Auburn are ready for a Deion Sanders type. I just don't know that they are. You're in a different type of situation when you're dealing in that part of the country, the recruiting trail and all of that. But a lot of folks running behind Deion Sanders saying he would make a lot of sense. Now, Reese Davis uh, of College Game Day and ESPN, he had some pretty uh, brutal words for the decision makers at Auburn following how the fallout of Brian Harson took place. Here's what Reese Davis said. He said, what happened to Brian Harson in the offseason was disgraceful. I mean, despicable. You don't want him? Pay the man his money. You end up having to do it anyway. Just say, you know what? We didn't want this. Send him on his way. Instead, they did something nefarious and unfair. If somehow it's proven that they had grounds for that and couldn't prove it, then I'll apologize. But right now, I won't. He stood tall, did the best he could. They lost a bunch of double-digit leads. So he's not without blame here. But I don't think it had risen to the field to be the level of a fireable offense. They just didn't want him. Of course, that's all the off-season fodder about... Uh, you know, rumors of stuff going on with coaches jumping ship and a bunch of kids jump, jumping to the transfer portal. And then the uh, whole rumor about the uh, assistant and all that got kind of ugly. But uh, anyway, Brian Harson is done and moving on. And Auburn moves on. And their coaching search begins now with John Cohen at the helm. They'll look to hire the best person available. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll get into... Uh, some of the other news going on around the conference, including some of the big matchups happening this weekend. But first, I want to remind you about our friends over at LinkedIn. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go ahead and uh, add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That'll spread the word that you're hiring. They'll give you simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Again, just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. 
Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn.com slash College. Go post your job for free. Run along here, Locked On SEC, and we got to jump back into it as we got a lot more to discuss. As we got some big games happening this weekend, and uh, one of those really big ones is Tennessee heading to Georgia. Who needs a win more this weekend? Of course, the loser of this game, not completely out of the college football playoff race, but you would assume the winner is obviously in the driver's seat and probably going to win the SEC East and go play for an SEC championship in Atlanta. Paul Feinbaum on ESPN yesterday was asked that question, who needs a win more? He said, I think it's Georgia, because if Georgia loses this game, they may be done for the SEC championship, and then they have to just sit around and wait, where Tennessee still has in its back pocket that win over Alabama. Now, that's assuming Alabama runs the table and they get to Atlanta. Of course, there's a strong chance. Tennessee versus Georgia's the game of the year. The Vols and Bulldogs have two of the country's best offenses, playing some of the best football of the season. Question is whether that Georgia defense, which is number four in the country, can slow down Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, and all those different pieces that they have. Um, Tennessee, they got to do the same. They just had their best defensive performance of the year against Kentucky. Can they do that against Georgia? It's going to be a big one. And uh, Jalen Hyatt, and the Vols, very confident in what they're doing. Hyatt uh, took a reflective stance on the year with everyone in the program sharing a bond of adversity that they've had to overcome to get to this point. He said, quote, I think why we're so close as a team is because I feel like a lot of people have adversity stories here. And it just be, uh, brings us closer because everybody understands when you're at your lowest and what you can do, just blessed to be a part of this team. So Vols trying to get a win and be the first uh, program's win over a number one team since 1985 if the uh, Vols can do it and knock off the Georgia Bulldogs. So going to be a big one and cannot wait for Saturday to watch that one. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, they are getting ready for a road trip to LSU, Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, and Nick Saban knows all about that. Talking with the media this week, he said, look, it's a rivalry game. It's always an important matchup. Brian Kelly already doing an outstanding job bringing this team along and a big part of that is Jaden Daniels. Saban said Daniels is one of the most productive quarterbacks in the country with his ability to run the ball, very effective, and an efficient passer. Saban also talked about LSU's running backs and their receivers who are very talented. He mentioned several of LSU's wide receivers have 20 or more catches so far. And he also talked about the consistency is, is something his team is going to focus on this week while getting ready for another tough road environment. Saban said, we just can't beat ourselves. we got to have enough poise to be able to execute in that dangerous environment. Now, on the other side, Brian Kelly, some good news for them, talking about Major Burns. His safety has been out with injury. He is in line to be back on the field this weekend. Burns has not played since September 17th when he suffered a neck injury against Mississippi State, but he has been officially cleared to return to practice this week, and Brian Kelly says he will play against Alabama. Burns had made 17 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, and two passes defensed earlier this season. Last year, his first year with LSU after transferring from Georgia, 
at 25 tackles in five games with an interception. He's a former four-star recruit, Baton Rouge native, and uh, they're hoping he plays a big factor in this week's game for LSU's defense. Kickoff for LSU and Alabama Saturday night, 6 p.m. in Baton Rouge on ESPN. That is going to be a big one. Meanwhile, over at Florida, we told you earlier this week that Brenton Cox Jr., uh, Billy Napier announced no longer part of the football program, dismissed uh, from Georgia's program previously before landing in Gainesville. On Monday night, Cox posted a statement on his Twitter account addressing the news, expressing shock and disappointment. He said, being a part of this program and having the ability to wear the number one jersey was an honor and privilege. I find it hard to express my disappointment being dismissed from the team. It's truly a shock. I've always had a competitive spirit. I think sometimes that gets misconstrued. So Cox will uh, look for his next step in his football career, where he will end up. He said, I'm uh, humbled and excited to announce I will be declaring for the 2023 NFL draft. So um, see what he does preparing for the draft and getting ready for uh, his next step. Meanwhile, over at Georgia, they are dealing with a loss of one of their key defensive players. We talked about earlier this week that star linebacker Nolan Smith dealing with a uh, pec injury. They already lost Dan Jackson with a foot injury. According to uh, several Georgia beat reporters, Nolan Smith expected to miss the remainder of the season for the number one Bulldog. Smith was declared uh, doubtful for this week's game against Tennessee, but uh, He was Georgia's sack leader on the season. Three sacks, 18 tackles to go with it. The senior also had a pass deflection on the year. Projected as a high first rounder in next year's draft. But uh, not great news there as Nolan Smith done for the year for the Georgia Bulldogs. Over Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz trying to get his fan base fired up for their 11 a.m. game against uh, Kentucky this weekend. And... Drinkwood saying, look, we need a, new, a good crowd to show up at the stadium this weekend and talk with the media. Drinkwood says uh, he knows 11 a.m. kickoffs aren't always the fans' favorite, but he's counting on a good crowd Saturday. He said, quote, quote you don't want to crack your first beer until after 1030 in the morning. I get that, but look, everybody's got to make sacrifices. So uh, going to be interesting to see if the crowd can bring it and be a big, big win for Mizzou if they can uh, hand Kentucky another loss in the SEC East. Over at South Carolina, they are uh, licking their wounds after their 23-10 loss to Drinkwood's Mizzou crew last week. And their talented Gamecocks tight end, Jaheim Bell, still trying to find ways to get him the ball and consistent uh, consistency out there on the field. Offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield said he would like to get more touches to Jaheim Bell moving forward. Tuesday, Jaheim Bell spoke with reporters saying it's frustrating when the game plan that has been worked on all week isn't implemented and the targets don't come his way. He said, very frustrating going through the week, knowing you're going to get the ball and it just doesn't happen. I try to let it go by Sunday, come in Tuesday and just be positive. Jaheim Bell only played nine snaps against Mizzou, which he admitted was a surprise. So what's going on there with the South Carolina offense? Jaheim Bell, very talented player. Not getting them the ball. Meanwhile, over in Fayetteville, Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames going to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks this weekend. Of course, this won't be the first trip for Hugh Freeze to Fayetteville. Freeze talking with the media this week said, I've never had success in Fayetteville. So the two times I've been there, it was the worst weather I think I've ever coached in. Both times it was awful. My daughters to this day, they think Fayetteville, uh, back then they thought they were going to Alaska 
the way our trips were in late November there when I was at Ole Miss. Freeze held an overall record of 1-2 and two with the Rebels against Arkansas. His single victory came in 2012 when he won 30-27 at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. And there you have it. This is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, we're going to hit on some of the award season stuff uh, that's making the rounds and where some of the SEC guys come in there. But first, I want to remind you guys, about betonline.net. They are your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting, up-to-the-minute scores on every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your uh, information is over at BetOnline. Head on over to their website today. You can bookmark it in your phone. They got all the lines and everything going on in all the SEC games this weekend. Bookmark it in your phone. You can do so on your mobile device and learn more. It is BetOnline, and it is where the game starts. All right, rolling along here, Locked On SEC. As we wrap up, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of the award season circuit, some of the names out there. Your 2022 Maxwell Award list, five SEC players listed as semifinalists. This was announced on Tuesday. The award presented annually to the college football player who's the best all around in the United States. Panel of judges includes sportscasters, sports writers, and much more. The SEC players who made the cut include Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers, Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, and Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. So all very uh, worthy guys there. We'll see who ends up winning the Maxwell Award here at the end of the season. Semi-finalists for the Benaric Award also announced five SEC standouts cracking the list for the nation's best defender. Of course, that one coming uh, judged by the Maxwell Football Club. The guys from the SEC coming in here, Alabama's Will Anderson, as well as Kool-Aid McKinstry, Arkansas's Drew Sanders, Georgia's Christopher Smith, and Mississippi State's Emmanuel Forbes. So that list uh, coming out, and again, five SEC guys there. And lastly, the uh, 2022 Werfel Trophy released their 12th semifinalists for the prestigious award on Tuesday morning. Three players from the SEC making that list. Mississippi State wide receiver Austin Williams being recognized as a semifinalist, as well as Missouri wide receiver Barrett Bannister and Georgia wide receiver Karis Jackson all being recognized and uh, one of college football's premier award for community service, according to uh, the Werfel Trophy website. And uh, again, a lot of reputable good guys there that all deserve the recognition. Congrats to those guys, and we'll see who ends up walking away with some trophies. Of course, Heisman Trophy could be decided this weekend. Hendon Hooker out in Athens. If he gets a big win there, that's going to be a big feather in his cap if he wants to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, of course, Bryce Young's still alive in there. If he can go down the, to Death Valley and get a win at LSU with his arm, he will be uh, right there as well. So still a lot to be determined here in these final weeks of the college football season for a lot of these trophies I am Chris Gordy. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Now you go make your second listen. Check out our Locked On Today podcast, talking all things the latest sports news around the country. We will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC. Remember to subscribe. Check us out on YouTube as well. 
I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.